G'day punters, welcome to the Deep Dive, powered by punningform.com.au. We're going to look at all the races from, uh, where are we starting here? Uh, Rose Hill, where Rob Scurry saved the nation and the team with a, the fattest set in a very long time. Fresh back on course, leaning over the fence, uh, finding ponies and getting units in the bag. Uh, we're also going to look at some of the bedding across Rose Hill, Sunshine Coast, Caulfield and Belmont via betfair.com.au. Um, Hit the link below, subscribe, and, and rate us so we can um, grow this thing into a bigger and better podcast for you all. Pistol, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I, I, I walked slash ran to St Kilda yesterday and then did the same thing. That's, as that's a long home. way. No, it's that's about 18 way. k's. 18, 20 k's, so... What? Yeah. It's a fresh Sunday in Melbourne. I got hit by a rainstorm on the way back. It was wonderful. Just bloody wonderful. <sighs> wow, you just... Hitting the man when he's down. Rob, how are you? Can't complain, mate. I was expecting rain yesterday and today, but it's been beautiful and sunny in Sydney. Um, yeah, feeling pretty smuggalicious off a, you know, just so, so, um, feel, feel a privileged. Fat a fat day. Pri- privileged to be out at the track. And I wasn't expecting to be able to lean over the fence and look at the horses. And I actually looked at the horses in a new spot using my members' ticket, um, which uh, is a better spot than the public. And, um, yeah, couldn't have seen surprise, them. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, very privileged to be able to look at the ponies. Uh, Peter and I are very envious of you. Uh, give us the unit breakdown just for the punter at home. So if they're not already, they should be. And they oh, uh, it, it, it turned out to be 11 out, 26 back. And, wow. Um, but you know, all week in the first, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this North Pacific um, and I, I want to well, go out there. Let's start with it. Yeah, this is a this is a colt, still a two-year-old, about to be a three-year-old, with the the proper camp in the Hawks yard. Uh, first up, they it is a grey uppish setup because it's a proper colt with proper proper yard, <sighs> and it's a heavy track, and they're probably just trying to pinch a window on a heavy. So that sort of gives you confidence. Um, we'd been a wrap with this horse, I think. Back when I was sort of uh, just the only person sort of providing the betting advice, the like mover style, I think I backed this horse in Sydney first up off a couple of trials and some information. Mm. Um, what would you make of it as a type? As a cracking type. Um, the, the old Glenster, this is his best two-year-old type. Um, it ran third to Farnham that day. You would have backed it. So you, you've run into the golden slipper winner. So you're a bit unlucky yeah. there, Dicko. Um, but, yeah, Sorry, I, I don't know. I, I saw what I was hoping to see. I, I saw, I think the, just the advice just read, classy, forward, relaxed. And uh, I'm sort of arming and arming. It's around that 260, 270 price. And, um, yeah, I just, just, just couldn't couldn't quite unload. Just barrier one, Kobe Jennings. Um, the, the the second horse looked like a perfect weight tracker. They all paraded, or nearly all of them paraded pretty good here. Not that there was any kind of standout other than the winner, which I think I said on the text. Best horse in the race, barrier one. A few troubles getting into the course, you said, with a um, oh, I had to, I had elderly to, lady? No, no. Before you get in, there was troubles. I didn't tell you about this. I had to dump my food. No no food in. So lovely security bloke this time. Um, said, so i got to smash that. So I had banana and, and um, some popcorn. Um, <laughs> and I, How I, old I shot... you Sorry, mate? How old are you? Just for the viewer 40, at home, if you're watching 41. this on YouTube, believe it or not, 41. Parades like he's the youngest on the team, but he's actually the oldest. Yeah, so so yeah, there's a bit of an issue there, but I, I had my card. I, I was in. Um, I did briefly kind of lose my my members ticket for a little little while. Well, I never lost it, but yeah, I couldn't locate it. And um, yeah, I, I sort of I just 
do reserve um, you know, an occasional ciggy for the track. And you know, I was about race four and it's feeling pretty good. And any, uh, anyway. There's to be when, no, no ciggy talk today on the show, please, Gors. It's right. day one of the uh, 18th thousands attempt. Okay, well, good, 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 good. good. Anyway, so, so I bumped into this this um, sort of eld, elderly Eastern European uh, ATC worker, and she was just near the toilets there between the public and the members. And, um, yeah, I just, just, just wanted to walk through her little way, and she just kind of pulled me up, and I showed her both my, my, my ticket and my, my wristband. You have to have a wristband to, to be in, in track, and I went on with it. Anyway, I bumped into her a race or two later, and this time I didn't have my uh, member's ticket, and she was um, uh, going to make trouble for me. Um, about this. I, wasn't <laughs> I gonna, make trouble. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to be. She wasn't going to let me go back through her to get to my computer and where all my stuff was uh, in the members. So I, I eventually just just kind of breezed on around her, came back through the other way, walked in like I knew what I was doing. No, no issue. Found my ticket, went about my day. Then um, go to the toilet, just where, where I mentioned she was uh, sort of guarding. Come out of the toilet, she's got one of her supervisors there ready to accost oh. me regarding my member's ticket, which by this stage I had, you know, in a very kind of Basil Faulty way, I kind of I thank them very, very much for their, uh, you know, interest. Diligence. Diligence. Yeah, thank you, thank diligence. you so much. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, got on with it, and um, yeah, it just had a really, really enjoyable day. I was, I was lucky enough to sit next to the professor, Mark Lambeau, for most of the day. He didn't have his usual crew. There's only a select kind of, not that many people on track, and yeah, it was just fantastic. So um, yeah, North Pacific, though, I was, I was kick, kicking myself after the first. So I really, How I really. How could this horse be? Uh, well, I think he's a, he's a Caulfield Guineas, you know, Coolmore is as good as, it's a didn't think it's quite as the best type. Like, as I said, I think the case <coughs> is like the best type you'd seen. But yeah, I think it's a, he's a classy <coughs> horse that's you know got a good attitude and in the right camp and probably cost half a million to buy. I, I don't know. Cost eight hundred thousand, I believe. And the two starts it's done so far, the form out of the first race is obviously outstanding. And the the bench the punning form dot com that he benchmarks uh, that of an elite horse. Two starts, both big big runs. Pete, thoughts? Anything to add? No, not really. I mean, look, it's clearly best of the day performance. Minus 10.3 is a big figure. Um, good splits going to the line. Off a fast tempo for the class. It was also in the top five. The horses backed in play on Saturday. Um, it was the only horse that really rated a, a mention there in uh, in Sydney town outside of Varda. Varda was probably the other one that was heavily commissioned during the race. Um but yeah, nice look, nice type. But as you said, Dico, it's interesting that they've sort of pinpointed uh, a meeting in July to kick the horse off again. So I suspect they probably what tip it I out for a short spell now. My, th- as you know, like I've said this already, even it's just the story of my life at the moment. I did back this horse first up, um, so I, I have it as in a black book. I knew it was running, and I was not sure what they were doing because if it's as good as they sort of said, and it's going well, why is it running now? But then I thought, maybe they're just trying to pinch... Uh, so now this horse, if it gets to stud, won as a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. One at two, you know, winner at two, which mm-hmm. is a big tick for him. So I think that was the angle. I think, yeah, what, what it's done to the clock too, will just if it hadn't already cemented in their opinion that it's a proper beast, then it has now. And, it, yeah, 
freshened and, and given a real sort of um, platform and, and, and put themselves in a position to, to pinch off some big, big races. Yeah. I think you want to find out, though, where, where it's going before you started to bet, you know. But I, I heard talk of a uh, Golden Rose, so but I don't think that was from the stable, so I'd wait and see. But obviously what Scurry's saying is going to be good enough to win it. Next race you want to speak about, Roberto? Oh, I don't know. Um, you know, most Varda, which yeah. is, that was probably, I don't know how, how it went on the punningform.com.au data, but I thought that was a, you know, a good thing. It, it paraded um, really, really well. Like it, It's like the prototype wet tracker, and um, it seemed to, which is a horse that doesn't, you know, hold big condition, but it seemed to have put on condition to second up. Um, still out of that nice sort of, you know, good coat on it in terms of it was, you know, quite quite thick. And it could just, just I just thought this horse was um, thriving. And um, the race seemed to set up really well for it. Um, switched Ooh, on the back. It's, it's, it's running 8.9 above the all-average benchmark, which is... A career peak for the horse, so it is flying. Lonro Philly on the heavy. Yeah, love it. I would have scared me a little bit, but no, it pissed in. Uh, it settled second in run, which, if you look at the meeting as a whole on the punting form data, the last the last race won by partners, it led, and they, it looks like they went really quick and they all sort of stopped and they just couldn't get there to catch it on the line. And the rest of the day was pretty much... Settling second, which Varda's done, looks to be pretty impressive first the day for me. I'm not sure if um, OSL, you, you, you wanted to be OSL. Like uh, an earlier winner, um, Lewis, um, he, he looked like it was going to be OSL and I was a bit worried, but then he, he kind of just ducked in behind him uh, into that second spot. It was, a, it, was a, it was a beautiful ride from Nash, old school Nash. Um, but I, 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 yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think leading was an advantage. So it's a big, big run um, out of the race. What did you think of Estrado, who settled sixth in run and sort of closed off reasonably well behind it? I think I think it's a bit blessed in run, and um, outside the winner, there's there's not much here at all. Now we're going to head to uh, Sunshine Coast with our man uh, Shane Shelio at Tulba Tips, who yet again won. God bless him, uh, really carrying the team. Well, not so much this weekend because Scurry just had a best on ground performance and just dominated from the front we all could have probably stripped out not just me we probably would have won as a team but again shane ground out a win well done shane welcome to the show how are you going yeah what a, an eventful day um at the sunshine coast probably not necessarily the quality of racing but um certainly twitter said a lot early in the day with a couple of questionable rides and some betting drifts and, and whatever else it was yeah i think all, all the questions cool the day. Were, backed up, were backed up by some very very suspect betting moves let's start with race one pete what'd they do there yeah so kisukano uh was the biggest betting race so i guess we could say it was also the, the most heavily backed horse there at the sunshine coast but uh, not late no, not, not late necessarily. It was just a heap of cash match. But I mean, if you go back through, say, 10 to 15 minutes before the jump, it's really just been traded forwards and backwards. The horses eventually closed at 276. Uh, it came to a, a low of about 250 or so. Good amount of cash matched on the on the runner. And look, Curls was probably uh, one that you're prepared to throw out as nominally your best, but just probably weren't getting the price. As uh, as you're sending out the the mail, and then it got there again in the end. 
It did. Um, yeah, it was just a, I suppose it's that little query of mine was unsure of the track. The sunny coast, the heavy track at the sunny coast, quite different to other places. It's, it can get very much a bog. Um, but didn't I don't think it seemed to race that that badly. And um, you know, my only slight concern on this horse was the was the weight on a heavy track first up for a filly. Like not necessarily worried about weights as such over a thousand meter races. Just just a young horse on a heavy track with that weight was the slot, only my slight little concern. Um, and topped off by the fact that you bet in Queensland for a living, and you <laughs> saw this horse was pretty soft weight, which normally means that they're not going to try. So yeah. you're entitled to be great up and just. Just shoulder arms here. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't overly concerned, um, you know, with this with this horse in particular, but um, like on that aspect. But yeah, anyway, look, it put him, it put him to the sword. It, you know, it franked all the form that it had shown in its previous campaign. The only horse to beat Rothfire uh, was on a soft track at the Gold Coast, and it ran right up to that. Um, it's you know. still yet to break the all-average benchmark, though. So, is this horse actually any good? Um. Look, the field that it raced against on the weekend is no good. Fair to say, I think she done it pretty, pretty dominantly, and um, there's a there's a still an opportunity for her to sort of you know run in a better race and follow a better speed and and still be able to finish off like that. I think there's still something she's still got something to give. Is the trainer related to Luke Nolan? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Let's move race, to race two. two the, uh, the hottest go in Australia on Saturday. Some are saying uh, no one else will probably talk about this overly, but we're going to. We're going to deep dive into not only the ponyform.com.au data, but also the betfair.com.au data, the late betting via Betfair Live. This thing was off big time. They didn't want it. Someone knew something, and someone was very, very keen to take as much as possible. Out and get as much out as possible out of this pony. Pete, elaborate, please. Yeah, I mean, basically, if we have a look at the last ten minutes, there's just clumps of say seven to ten thousand dollars on the drift, matched on the horse. Um, if you want to break it right down, say if we're going from a an opening position of two dollars, it's ended up three dollars seventy three eighty on the fair late. Um, overall, we're talking about say 160,000 plus match on socialising, and uh, it's only been one-way traffic there. Um, that's a, a substantial drift, I think it's fair to say, in the last 10 minutes of betting. And I don't know what to do with this because socialising and uh, the rider Bailey Norder were very good to us in the bulldozer. I believe was it the bulldozer or the stratosphere? I think it was the bulldozer when he brought it over yeah. curls up in Queensland. Yep, it was the bulldozer. Um, it missed the start there by five lengths and just found a way, weed the passage out of the inside and absolutely pissed in. Here, however, sort of ping the lids. The horse led the fence. Um, at, at the 1,000-metre pole, the horse was in front on the fence. Uh, or maybe not, maybe hadn't quite crossed the end of the fence, elected to stay off the fence, just elected to stay one off. Um, and from the 1,000 to the 800 has sort of completely lost its position and gone from leading to sort of one out, one back uh, in trotting terms with the horse three deep outside it. And then coming to the corner, the horse that was behind the leader had sort of come out from that position and it, 
and basically went in front of socialising who was basically from this basically from the 600 or from the 800 had a horse inside it and outside of it with no clear room uh, no clear galloping room at any stage um and then you think when you hear that you think oh maybe they were going too quick so maybe oh, he was just thinking i'm going to just slow down here because we're going too quick well no he went 6.2 slow to the 600 metres, so they absolutely walked. The previous start, the horse went 0.9 slow, so it's six lengths, basically, of difference. There's no there's no justification to the tactics. Uh, horse has then sort of gone back to the inside and only got warm late. Um, it's probably fair to say that with clear running from the top of the straight, it wins. Um, Which, when you're leading at a slow tempo, you should be able to guarantee clear running. Yeah. Was there anything in the stewards' report to deal with this? Uh, stewards noted that it was held up for a run at some stage. I think was the official official line. Line, yeah. Um, in the, in look, the novel the betting, that is a stewards' report, the, the betting tells the story. So um, we'll have to see what comes of it. I don't know whether there's. Um, I'm just. I just. I just had to quickly revisit it just so. Um, just so I could answer it. Socialising. Had difficulty securing clear running from the 400 until leaving the 200. Play on. Yeah, there was no... Sorry, there was no lag in the internet connection there. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. So, look, um, I don't... Like, you know, we can... From a punning point of view, I don't give a fuck about from a racing participant point of view, right? Because I just... I'm, I said it to Scoop the other day. I'm more like classing myself in the wagering industry, not the racing industry. Um, for the integrity of racing in this state particularly, I'm not saying anything unto what's going on here, but this this combination has been in the, in the in the you know been the headline for many a clickbait article with Vega One going back to the start of the carnival. Uh, we see a horse absolutely hemorrhage on the fair for you know as much as you want. Uh, from a dollar seventy out three, what was it? Three three eighty. Laid for everything to three eighty. Enormous. Like. And um, if like if there's not going to even have a question here, yeah, there is. I'm sure there is someone here monitoring betting patterns in racing and advising stewards. Um, you've got a horse that's held up from the thousand that's gone from a dollar seventy five fixed price. I think at SP might the SP might have been two ninety three dollars fixed. And laid for the laid for us a stack on the fair at the three eighty. Um, you just want to see a little bit more that than what we read in the stewards report Monday morning. So, because that, I mean, yeah, that's you want you want to see that, that, that they see what you see, that they've investigated it, and 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 more likely than not, there's nothing untoward, right? Exactly. They, they've, but they've investigated, it and you have confidence that every time something like this happens, it will be investigated. So therefore, you you believe that that's in the back of the trainer and the jockey's head and the jockey's head because there's a lot of pressure gets put on this young kid Bally Norton there's there's Absolutely. not many jockeys I know in Australia I think there'd be two and that'd be there'd be three maybe it'd be uh, Hugh Bowman Craig Williams and Damien Oliver who can look the trainer in the eye and everyone knows that they're going to do whatever they think is right yeah every other jockey in Australia basically gets told how to ride the horse so to, 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 to focus this on this young jockey is wrong. But what Shane's asking for is just a little bit of integrity 
by investigations. Not looking for this guy to be hung or these connections to be hung. Just that they've been investigated, so you have confidence to continue wagering in this uh, in, area of Australia. And that's what it's only about. I mean, Queensland has stopped shooting itself in the foot and has now taken up shooting itself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> by not by not even asking a question here. I mean, this is this is the sort of stuff that gains traction on social media, right? And in social media is like is for all the things that's good for for racing. It's absolutely terrible. For you know this sort of shit, it gets traction, it gets legs, and then you've got clickbait. Um, what do you call, what do they call themselves? Journalists, I think they call themselves still. Oh, there's not many in racing. Clickbait articles about you know horses getting neck. Now you know this horse was unlucky. It drifted in the market. Everyone's looking at two plus two and coming up with four. The stewards have a role, a role within racing. You have to uphold integrity, and they just need to ask questions. Doesn't matter whether it's this particular horse or what you know, in any other any other race. You know, if there's a market, yeah, because, because if there's a market, if, market, it, if yeah. the stewards had a had a course where you learn how to be a steward, I'd I'd assume it'd be kind of like a TAFE course. It wouldn't be a university course. There's no way. It, it, it might, might not even be a TAFE level course. But this would be like example A in things to look at. Can if you, you see this no. and then that? Then you need to investigate. So you look at you look at. And, and they're, they're, they're able to very easily to ask Betfair for the data on who laid this horse. Yeah. Um, people can watch that and say, fuck betting in Queensland. How could you possibly bet in Queensland? Look at what goes on up there. And you can't blame them because it looks shit out. And, you know, they talk about perceptions. Perception is perception reality. Perception is reality. That's so they've got, a, <laughs> they've got a lot of play in. in you know, asking the questions anyway. Oh, I could go on about this all day. It drives me mental. Um, and, look, I think it's just Queensland has, you know, sort of earned the reputation of just being red hot because no questions asked in these sort of instances. So, anyway, it is what it is. We've had um, – I hate that saying, but I've seen to say it a lot lately. <laughs> the results are there to see. The data's there in black and white. Um you know, how, how do you assess that horse going forward? I don't know, like, what do you do? We've seen, I've said this before, there's so many instances in Queensland where the market determines what type of running transit horses get. Hey, man. Anything else you want to talk about at Queensland or do you want to just bang out that and just leave it there, Shane? Oh, that, we did have a listed race on the card. Um, the listed race where they went, the, the leader of that race went 12.8 lengths slow to the 600. This is race eight, which Crone won, the Glasshouse Handicap. They went 12.8 lengths slow to the 600. If this race was in Victoria, I'm pretty sure the stewards would build a statue to the two riders who led this race because they love it when they go slow and they absolutely hate it if you go fast. Unless you win, then you're sweet. But and if you go slight. fast and lose down here, oh boy, you're gonna, there'll be an investigation into that. So we had um, yeah. and Crone, who you tipped and backed, and God bless you, got the chocolates. Good old Victorian horse, X Weir, X Price, doing a job up there now in the sunny state, Queensland. Beautiful yeah, look, was, the next. It was probably probably one of the horses that was able to actually relax to relax behind that slow speed. You've got that. You had Socks are going to go around favourite here at two twenty five. I think it drifted slightly to two sixty or something, um, somewhere around there. Um, you know, sort of. He, he was happy. Um, you know, that horse was happy to sit. You know, just behind the speed, pulling its head off. Um, 
you know, off a fi- off a tempo that was 16 lengths lower. Like, <coughs> how? Um, just you know, one of those things. Anyway, Crying got it. Crying got the money, and we did have a Group Three race on the card as well. Um, that was for three-year-olds in race seven. Um, let's talk a bit. Uh, did you get oh, they've flown here too. Eight point nine lengths slow. <laughs> and Woo-hoo-hoo! talk about having a dirty day. Um, Statues galore down here. Uh, Night Mariner loomed up to look like it w- to win the race, and then it went amiss. And the st- I think it was there was suspected f- um, that it like fractured its pelvis or something in the run. You can see its action go amiss just before the line, and it looked the winner. It's gone from you know being the winner to sort of going amiss in the run. And Wapiti was um, well, punters were rejoicing there, I suppose, because it was well backed as well, got the right run and. Um, and one so Night Mariner was Night Mariner backers were um, in were a right. position definitely but um, look no highlights come down to see if I'll give you a cuddle I need one too <laughs> no highlights from a horse point of view really and not a lot, not a lot to work with here um, you know from just my first look at the review the two year old winner that Kisakano will go on um, the rest of these will just um, bash around at the uh, at the metros for the next few weeks. Um, Anything from the other meetings you covered through the weekend that you want to give a push for stamp someone can follow, or too hard at this? Oh, geez, we done. Geez, we did some betting. Um, <laughs> um, no, no, not nothing that springs to mind. That look, it's an obvious one for those that were following the Toowoomba stuff. Um, we we're on a first starter. Uh, off a private jump out, I think we took two. What did we take during the day at nine o'clock? We might have taken two fifty, two seventy, something like that. Um, <clears throat> SP dollar seventy uh, snicked out the back, held up at all the right times. You want to get held up, you know, when you're trying to get into the race, and then gets out late and runs second. Uh, its, oh, name, was, it's name was Crayon, um, but one thing I'm learning very quickly, I don't know, I've probably always known this, but there's been a, a, a raft of jockeys that have retired in Toowoomba, um, or not riding at the moment, like three of our top four have pulled the pin. So now, we're, by the time the races are on Saturday, uh, by the time they ride at the, you know Eagle Farm, the Gold Coast Provincial meeting, there's not many jocks coming up to ride Toowoomba on a Saturday night, so... The jockey ranks seem to be getting thinner and the bad beats are getting more frequent. So that's so what I'm taking out of that is a reassess of um, of the wagering um, amount in those lower meetings. Well, if you want to start on the line, we'll get to some bad beats when we get to Caulfield. I think, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, my week's been uh, just very challenging mentally, but we're going to quickly look at Belmont, boys. Stay on the line. And we'll go to Belmont with Pistol Pete. The biggest figure on the card there, Pistol, was by Windstorm again. This horse is a freak, is it not? Uh, it's a it's a very talented horse. Um, if people it's a proper us, pony, Peter. It's a proper proper pony. Yeah, it's a proper pony. Um, it's probably just found a race finally where they've had tempo and it's been able to put them away. Um, the horse still does a few things wrong in run. Unfortunately for. Uh, for people on my set, we're on Massimo and Son of a God at um, around 20 apiece on the fair, and Massimo's just got run over late by a windstorm. So, you know, part of the great game. I think we backed three 20 to 1 shots that all ran second on Saturday. Still had a, a winning day, but um, windstorm, you know, getting beaten by it 
it's not uh, not the end of the world. But I thought the most interesting race in the card was actually race six, won by Pike for the Cerise and White once more. But it's just a really interesting race from a sectional data point of view. Um, they've gone fast in the race. They've gone fast for the class. But if we have a look at the leader in Serious Magic, it's gone from the 1,200 to the 1,000, 11.06. From the 1,000 to the 800, 11.36. And then the 800 to the 6, 12.48. So it's slowed down by one second and 1.12 seconds. Or a parachute, or how do you slow it down that much? Oh, I don't know. Unfortunately for uh, for us, we're on first, second, and fourth and run, so they've all been worst affected by the slowdown. Pike's been smoking the pipe midfield, bit of cover, just pulled out. It was least building some by, nice momentum. Yeah, least affected by the slowdown. Meanwhile, the other horse that we were on back in the field, Abbey Lane, was bolting for a run, didn't get clearance of the last two hundred. That's the horse to follow for the for the meeting for me, but. Gee whiz, that was a great, great race to review. Um, again, you know, running second with Turbo Power, third with Abbey Lane. I thought the wagering was pretty good on the weekend. Um, if anyone wanted to find a, a better track in Australia to bet on on Saturday, well, you wouldn't have found it. The difference is, though, if you have a look at the Betfair commission rates, and it's thanks to those powers in charge in WA, 8% across the boards in WA. It's only bettered by New South Wales at 10% and uh, the NRL as well. Um, those two states uh, are clearly lagging in their thinking of how wagering is impacted. And uh, in the those... NRL's defence, though, Peter, they're not uh, funded by and uh, dependent upon wagering. Oh, so yeah, to, to, to lump them as, as stupid as people in uh, Western Australia or New South Wales isn't fair. Well, let's... They're, they're not smart, but they're not at that level of stupidity. Let's put it this way. South Australia is now the best in terms of uh, Betfair Commission around the country with 5%. They're racing at Gawler on Saturday, which is effectively a provincial meeting. And the highest wagering race at Gawler was 366000 We compared that to Rose Hill. The highest wagering race there, which was the Varda race, Rob, was 480000 once. You can't tax them in China, Peter. Oh, don't mention China. I'm talking to Peter, PVL, the great man. <laughs> anyway, so look, that's that's Belmont in a nutshell. Um, yeah, it's truly the best place in Australia at the moment. Mostly good four tracks. The weather's great. Uh, why would you want to be anywhere else? Does it sound to you, blokes, like someone might be applying to get back home? <laughs> yes. Oral. <laughs> so, someone wants out of Dodge. Let's Don't blame have a him. Really, really quick look at the uh, only losing set for the Malbec on Saturday, which was mine at Caulfield. I firstly just maybe touch upon the sickness that is my life right now. Uh, on Thursday, I bet up, had four four proper bets uh, for three seconds in a first. Somerset Magham, Magham at sale. Go and watch the fucking replay of that thing if you want to throw up in your mouth. The, the ride on the leader, which twice took me out in, in the straight, was just a sign of things to come. Um, we beat an SP repeatedly. On Saturday, I had one good bet at all over Boston over at $9, who I thought ready for the breeding barn, but looks to try and get a win here late. Should be suited on pace. Had the biggest figure of the last three starts. Ticks a few boxes. It just stopped like shot. Started favourite. Sick. Um... Yesterday, I backed Campo Basso at $7 at Mooney Valley. Uh, it started $3.50 on the fair. Dominant favourite. Uh, biggest goal of the day. For some reason, he allowed a $40 shot to cross him. That's never going to end well. Jack Hill. Oh, 
never, ever going to end well. If you're on the best horse in the race, just go as quick as you can. Uh, then Brian Higgins whipped his horse on the corner on a heavy eight, nine, at Mooney Valley and almost knocked Jack Hill and our horse over. Repulsive. Um, Caulfield. Let's start with the stewards. The stewards have... Uh, the stewards have... Let, let, I'll read this out. The stewards have, have done an investigation into the speed that they went in race nine. They went too fast for the stewards' liking. They only went six lengths faster than they went in race six, which was a 2,000-meter race, race nine, 700-meter race of, of proper veteran horses who you know, have been racing for a long time. This was three-year-olds at 2,000 meters on a heavy nine or eight. They went six lengths slower. Yeah. Difference is, and why there's not an investigation into race six, but there isn't to race nine, is because the leader won race six. The most reactive, uh, dull, boring, scary behaviour from the stewards here. It, it is just an utter waste of time. No wonder we get Melbourne Cups where they utterly walk, because all these stewards are doing is putting the fear of God into riders about going too quick in races. There's a constant theme in Victoria of, of and all over, all over Australia of riders that go too slow all the time. Yeah, that's why it's always on pace suited, on pace suited, on pace suited. The day was sickening. The, 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 I can't believe it. I, I don't. I wish there was more support for the riders for the, the positive rides. Craig Williams was questioned for his ride <clears throat> again. Story time. Story time with the stewards. Uh, Craig Williams was questioned for his ride in race four, in which the horse was pretty soft. You got the betting data there, Peter? Yeah, I'll just bring it up. Bring up the data for Morrissey, and if you got it for, for Travi, my friend, that'd be good too. The horse that was blessed in run and pissed in was heavily back, Travi, my friend. Uh, Travi, my friend, settled eight of 12. The previous start at Caulfield, uh, this start with the money, settled fourth of nine. Punters. Ignore the stewards. They are. It's just. It's just utter noise. The change of tactics is actually. You'll find it in the betting. There was good money for this horse, which means good intent. That's the only way to look at change of tactics. If you continue to, to rely upon the stewards, you'll just continue to be frustrated and you'll learn nothing. It was. Uh, want to exp- it was going to say it was fun to hear Mick Price say on uh, on radio on RSN with with our man G Hall on Saturday morning that Tavis yeah, potentially potentially not leading. Uh, it might be a change of tactics. Uh, yes, Mick, a leader not leading would be a change of tactics. As it was, it ended up leading anyway. Um, but they announced it via Twitter, the stewards, just before the race. I can't remember exactly what time, but it certainly wasn't uh, 8.30 in the morning when uh, Price said it on radio. So, oh, I mean, trainers trainer, the law, the rule, the law is trainers must notify stewards of a change of tactics 30 minutes prior to the race. Yeah. Which doesn't help. I spoke to a, I spoke to a training spoke to a trainer yesterday, and he said um, they actually come and ask him if they wanted to if he was going to change tactics, which they randomly do apparently randomly. Mm. And he said, oh, "I don't have to tell you till thirty minutes before the race." And they said, "Yep, okay." Then I kept talking to him, and we agreed the rules are fast. And he said, "And I said, well, why would you ever tell them that you're going to change tactics if you want to have a bet? Because if if you do change tactics." What are they going to do to you? And he goes, yeah, nothing. There's no, there is no point to telling them. Yeah. yeah. Highlighting again that the rules are fast. Anyway, back to Morrissey yes. very, very quickly. So betting data-wise, uh, 220,000 over the last half hour. 
a low of three dollars five, hit a high of three sixty five. It's ended up closing as an SP of three fifty six. And then if we compare with Travi, my friends, over the last half hour or so, one hundred and eleven thousand matched. Opened seven twenty, hit a high of seven sixty. It's closed at around the six dollar mark, uh, six dollars fifty nine. It was, but that it did hit a, a low of uh, five seventy at one point. So <clears throat> one way. The other way. Now, obviously, extremely frustrated, and, and to be honest, after this race, it's pretty depressed, and just sort of second guessing myself. Then you look at the data, and to Craig Williams' defence, Morrissey's actually gone three lengths quicker here than it went in its previous start, where it sat outside lead. So Craig's got that to fall back on. Yeah. However, you can't tell me that as great as Craig is, he knew that they were going slower in the first 50 metres when he jumped with them and decided to sneak it to second last. On an on-pace dominated day, yet again at Caulfield, uh, the ride was just beyond fucking belief. Um, Morrissey is probably the, the strongest run of those that weren't suited outside the winner in the race. Um, utterly sickened. And, and I thought Craig's ride in, um, which is why this game's just so hard, his ride on the favourite Grand Flora in race six where he elected to go up the fence where no horse won all day. And he's a track walker. We've seen him doing the only how he walks the track and does like the... <coughs> he visualises shit. Well, I don't know what he was visualising because no horse won up the fence all day and Craig elected to take a $2.30 favourite up the fence. How was that question? Nothing to see here. It was because of the narrative. Lord Boozeron. One, uh, one for the wish. As you said, though, on pace was favoured. Five of seven um, horses for the, the shorter course races, one being forward. And that's despite the fact, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago when they were riding at Caulfield, how the, the tempo is completely variable. Well, on this card, if you go off the punting form class ratings, four of the races have been termed very fast. Two of them have been rated fast. And there's been the races for three, three fast, three fast. Yeah, I mean, yes, apologies. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, the, the 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 race six that winner is a beast. What yeah. it did was unbelievable. Uh, I thought out of that race you can follow um, Queen of Tarts. It's a proper stayer to to sustain that run off that hot speed up the inside to a degree. Proper performance, uh, good horse. I think Turidan's a beast. I just don't think it wants two thousand meters. It, it loomed into the race and was so heavily backed and had myself. Um, if you can imagine me punters in my little cave here the, the thoughts that was running through my head when I, I gave this thing a proper push on the previous show at $15 and there it was sort of I think it might have been 8 or $7 probably the best backed in the race it was utterly travelling before the corner despite being rails in run but I think the rails in run sort of saw it out but 800 I think it's max uh, outside that bless her I'll give it to this bloke so we should give him a wrap um, Shay Eden is training before and, and programming with this horse is really, really uh, impressive. Yeah. Great win. Uh, I think Shatty probably should have won the race. Uh, big, big sort of effort from it first up. Uh, that girl is flying. But the ride on it just by Luke Nolan, holy. Like, I don't know what to say about it, but it wasn't good. Um, I think Street Tough and Five Kingdoms out of race three going well. Uh, that's probably enough. For this right for this meeting, uh, you want to be very very careful reviewing and trying to 
get too confident off these really bottomless shithole tracks currently that we've got in Victoria. Um, we regroup, we keep trying to bet, and basically trying to take some confidence out of beating SP, which is all we've got at the moment. Exactly. Moral victories. Yeah, well, moral victories aren't going to pay for the toilet paper that's very rare at the moment, yet again, down in Victoria as, as the sort of reptiles who probably cause this outbreak to go again uh, find a way to pinch as many rolls as they can.